some days I'd be, I'm ready to be like, yo, fuck this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get that. Like, I get, I have somebody out on the street. I mean, I'm watching them panhandle, dirty, ain't showering weeks and stuff, and they crying to me. Like, yo, I need to get off these streets, this, that, and third. And, I, and I'm busting my ass. I'm not, I don't get home, you know, I go to work at eight. I don't get back to, back home till seven. Because I'm trying to bust my ass to find a place for this person to stay, Right. Then I find a, a spot for them to stay and they get in there. And now they they giving me their ass to kiss because they got a roof over their head. And mm-hmm. they're like, yo, you need to do this for me. And you need to do that for me. Or you need to get me this. And if you don't get me this, then you're not doing your job. And I got to call my, they're calling my boss on me because they're not getting their way in this and the third. But a month ago, you were crying to me saying you were going to be the best client that I ever had because they just wanted to get off these streets and that's one client I have 15 clients and most of them do that to me you know what I'm saying so I say that to say that I love what I do but that shit just has me I know this shit just has me jaded when it comes to people you know what I'm saying and you guys sit here and say let's do this like and I keep my mouth shut because I don't want to be a negative Nancy on the podcast, but I'm fucked up in the head, you know what I'm saying? And I got, I have some work to do on me mm-hmm. before I got to go out there and say, let's let's do this as a we. And I don't want to use that as an excuse because I'm, I'll ride for y'all all day, every day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm all for positive change and all that, you know, mm-hmm. but my thinking is a little fucked up right now, you know? I know, I bet, go ahead. <coughs> I know for me personally, there was a situation that took place this past weekend. Wilson, you were there. We were at your location, your venue. Mm-hmm. And there was four African-American females with the worst wigs you've ever seen in your fucking <laughs> life. Okay? <laughs> These girls stepped oh, out Lord. looking like fucking, I don't know, Oompa Loompas or some shit. They were like these bright, like Lil' Kim-ass wigs, right? All of them. Multicolored, uh, red, yellow, whatever the fuck, right? And they were terrible wigs, terrible. And every time anybody said anything to them, they wanted to buck up against it. Instant attitude. Instant attitude, yeah. right? Instant. And it didn't dawn on me then. It dawned on me probably the day after that they didn't, it was the end of the night and it was time for them, everybody to leave, right? It was after two o'clock and it was time to clear out the venue. And they were afraid to leave the venue because they heard of what happens at the epicenter after a certain time of night. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing one of them stating that, like, nah, I ain't going out there and getting fucked up. I know where I'm at, blah, 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 right? And I heard another one say, I'm not from around here, da, 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 da. And a female that was in our presence was like, oh, what y'all about to get into? Being friendly. And one of the other, one of the wig females was like, oh, uh, what? Blah, blah, blah. I started talking shit, trying to cause a nigga moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And we brushed it off as a whole. But then I thought about it. And I said, okay, going back to the Moses episode, there are people that aren't from this city. Right? And they hear about Charlotte. And it's this big, scary city, whatever, whatever. These ladies clearly weren't from this, from our area, thinking mm-hmm. back on it, 2020 hindsight, right? Yeah. Um, and what would have, what it would have taken for me, instead of 
letting them walk out, making a couple jokes about their wigs and what their hair probably looks like underneath mm-hmm. it. And just dismissing it. <laughs> and dismissing it. Would it have taken to step out there and be like, hey, Queens, how you doing? Where are you guys from? Right? I, I understand. I, it's clearly you're not from here. Where are you guys visiting from? Whatever the case is, right? You don't, you, and reassure them. You don't have to feel uncomfortable here. Here's the situation, okay? Mm. Having those small moments of just opening up and talking to them on a personal level, right? And letting them know that at the end of the day, you're in a safe space as long as you create that safe environment. Now, whether or not they take that information or not Mm. is up to them. But the fact that one of us will be willing to sit down and have that conversation or stand there and have that conversation with them and open up to them and say that, hey... Charlotte's not as big and scary as you think it is, mm-hmm. right? Yes, shit happens, but shit happens everywhere, right? I can take you to some hoods in Gastonia mm-hmm. where all sorts of egregious shit happens every day and it's just a way of life mm-hmm. and it's in the middle of the fucking country, okay? Um, but where is that accountability to individuals within our culture to make people feel comfortable within certain situations, I take that same topic and I go to uh, an event that I worked today, okay, before I saw you guys. I was in a venue where there was four black people. All of us were working. Mm-hmm. I was security. You had two that were with Fox and with the Carolina Panthers. They were part of the camera crew. They were managers of the camera crew. And then you had one that was a manager of the venue that we were at. And one of the camera crew guys said, oh, there's, there's three of us in here out of this whole spot. And the other guy was like, no, there's actually four. I was like, yeah, 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 you can't forget the bartender. You know, like he's actually a manager of the spot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And in that moment, it was like, we in this together. We know what this is. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what is the difference, right, between taking that same type of uh, narrative and that second example that I gave of we're in this together and taking a person or a group of people that might feel uncomfortable and pushing their discomfort out as aggression and calming them down and letting them know, hey, sweetheart, we're in this together. You're good. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think small things like that can change potentially over the course of time can change the way that our community works together in spaces. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a couple of different things in that one aspect that are a problem. On one side, where, you know, as the men in that situation, where they might have been looking for some type of security, that's why they stayed inside the venue and everything, us mm-hmm. being reassuring to them, say, hey, listen, even though we don't know you, we're still going to make sure that you guys get home safe in, in one aspect or another where we we should have done that. But we didn't, you know, and no excuses, but it's the end of the night. It's two o'clock in the morning, you know, and y'all are being abrasive. It's like, why? Why would I put myself out there? But I should put myself out there. And we and I did. not Neither one of us. Did. Neither one of us. did. Yeah. So we definitely dropped the ball on that. But and and the other side of the coin, it's like there was no space for us 
to even think about that because as soon like when I did last call or not last call, when I was letting everybody in the venue know collectively, um, hey guys, we're closing soon, you know, finish up your drink, stuff like that. Very generic. I was polite about it. The first thing that they did was abrasive. Mm-hmm. Oh, we ain't going nowhere because they out here stealing women in vans and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, the first interaction we had was negative. Mm-hmm. So I'm already tired. I'm already this. I'm already that. I let my emotions get in the way or I shouldn't have in order for us to have a healthy, um, a healthy interaction where there was no room for me to even think about that because the in, the initial interaction was negative. Mm-hmm. We don't have the self-control to put our feelings aside and even take a moment to think about what we're saying and put it in a way for somebody to want to help us for it to be healthy or for us to want to help someone like we're, we're bred and to see people that look like us as a problem, you know, whether they're the ratchet girl that's too drunk or is just being hood or the the big, you know, black security guard that's just trying to get everybody out so he can go home and don't care about anybody, which in either aspect, we know is probably not the case. But that's the, the, the picture that we're painted in mm-hmm. and we won't look past that. We don't have that connection with each other in our community to say, um, okay, ladies, well, you know, you were a little abrasive, but listen, I'm going to help you out. Or, you know, hey, guys, we, we're not from here. You know, we want to make sure we get home safe and you guys help us out. Like, nobody's willing to take that first step in that moment. Absolutely. And that is the problem. And that, exactly, right? Yeah. But then it, that's when we have to look at ourselves in the mirror as a culture, mm-hmm. right? Look at ourselves in the mirror as an individual within this culture and say the way that we communicate with one another isn't conducive to actually coming together. So then if we did have a situation like reparations, it would be a natural thing for us to come together and pool our resources and to work together as a unit Mm -hmm. rather than just look out for ourselves. Because we do it on a daily basis anyway, right? And then like... You you hit the nail on the head, man. Like like they came off abrasive, right? And one thing that I've always taught the people that work for me, my employees, is that you don't know these people's story. You don't know where they came from, what they know, where they're going through, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that not everybody's gonna receive the message the same way. They can be and complete assholes about whatever positive that you're putting out there. And that's what I was gonna say. Just because you say it's a safe place doesn't mean that they're gonna, that they're gonna take it, it that way. Take it that way. Yes. And then it turns into a level of what you can take. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas they they may not accept it at first and then you may be putting yourself out there to make them feel like they're they're safe, but then it gets to a point where how much of myself am I gonna put out there to make you feel safe? I might get if, to a if point you're where you're gonna buck like, up against it. Fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> and I get that. And like, you, like and I'm you not. Know what? In that breath, like usually, like you guys personally know me. Most people don't on a personal level, but usually I'm in that space to put myself out there. But that night I was not. So as soon as they came off abrasive to me, I was like. All right, y'all, like, y'all got to go. Like, y'all doing way too much. Like, I'm tired. I'm, I've been sick the past couple of days. Like, I'm ready to go. Y'all need to leave. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. I wanted the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted them to get the fuck out. Yeah. Right? To put it in my terms. Yeah. Right? But I noticed that when we walked out, what did they do? 
They stood right there at the rail and they looked down at everybody. Mm-hmm. They didn't move. They was really shook. Of, they they were fucking shit. shook, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how people in general react to certain situations that's fight or flight, right? And that's just the biology of how people work. They were scared as fuck to actually go down there and walk in that pit. You know, you know the two o'clock pit at the epicenter, mm-hmm. and it's just all the clubs letting out on a Saturday night, and mm-hmm. everybody's down there trying to highlight girls or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it, and that's it's, it's not a environment that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, like I was saying before, not everybody's going to take that message as a positive light, right? But for every fifty people that you approach in that way. If we took a look at ourselves in the mirror, for every 50, there might be two people that take it and roll with it, mm-hmm. right? And then how many people do those two people affect? Yeah. And so on and so forth. 